AJ. What? Hey. So. Okay. What? Hey, is is it true that the tacos in why did I just say tacos? The tacos. Is it true that the tacos? No, is it true that the tacos from San Jose? Pero dile, dile say it right. Oh, órale. That's right. Órale. So, hey, is mira, it, vamos a hacer todo este este fregado podcast en español, güey. Este, oh, este podcast. En este este podcast lo vamos a hacer todo en español, hijo. Para todos esos chamacos que están escuchando ahorita en el Spotify, por medio del, de los Apple Podcasts y, y Google Play, Google uh, Play. Y, y cualquier otra babosada que están escuchando, van a ver que este podcast es lo mayor. Para todos los chamacos, lo que quiero decir. Hijos de, todos los hijos de su madre. So, I wonder right now when people listen to it, we're like, wait. Is this oh, the right is podcast? It's like, hey, dude, is this a cuckoo in the mañana? Wait, okay, what? Is this uh, a... <laughs> we, we should have the chona in the background. We should have, dude. That should have been the, that should have been the, the song that started instead <laughs> yeah. of our regular, uh, our regular one. Dude. That would have been perfect, dude. Anyways, go ahead. Continue with I was your... going to say, is it true that Los Tacos de Barbacoa in... San Francisco no son de barbacoa, pero son de barbacaca. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy award winning dialogue, dude. Dude, I think uh, you were Classic. right. You were right. When that writer wrote it, he started dude, cracking you know, up. Dude, you freaking know that the second that he said barbacaca in his mind, like he was, he was dead. Like it took him maybe like two or three days just to recover. He was telling everybody that, dude. He was like... Abuela, abuelita, imagine if someone on TV, you heard them just say barbacaca. Tell me how funny that would be. And the abuelita, of course, is like, ay, mi nene, mi niño, que chistoso eres. And then he's just getting, like, the principe, the freaking little prince uh, treatment from everyone, dude. From everybody? And he was just loving it, dude. That's how I would be. If I came up with that line, whoo, bro, you would not hear the end of it. I would, every text would end with hashtag barbacaca. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a, in a minute, uh, but it is a line from a show that we're going to be talking about today. And when I heard that sh that line, I was cracking up, dude. That sh line? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. When I heard that line, too. When I heard that line? It was it was fabulous. I was... Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh, dude. It was. Seriously. I, it made me crack up, dude. I was just like, oh, my God. Just, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's stupid. It's like a dumb little line, but I was like... But it's real, though, because I'm like... I was so jealous. I wish I, wish I wrote that line. I, know, I wish I made dude. that up, dude. Like, barbacaca, dude. But the guy... All right. When he says that line... He like totally believes it, dude. Mm -hmm. Like there's like like Oscar, dude. Give him an Oscar, yeah. dude. Like, oh, I think his shoot. name was Oscar. I think the actor's name is Oscar. That's how good it was. And it's like, dude, it was it was said with so much conviction. Like he really believed the tacos in San Jose are made de barbacaca. <laughs> like, he really believed it. Trash, trash tacos. Yeah, dude. dude. And then Uno like confirmed it. Uno, Uno confirmed it. He's like. Dude, that is 100% accurate. That's what Uno said. That's right. Says Uno lives in San Francisco. He's like, and he's a he's our res resident foodie. Hashtag Lou Eats. Go yeah, follow him go at follow Lou it. Eats. And uh, he said the Mexican food in San Francisco is booty. It's crazy, dude. So, hey, you know what? What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Beta Report. Whoa, whoa! That's right. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Khan. I am. There. It's so good to have you now in the I studio, can't. dude. I don't I don't have to yeah, I don't have to like shush myself. Oh man. We got Jay. What's up, man? What's up, everyone? So glad to be back. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I am so pleased to be here today with my bro, with my guy. That's right. That's right. On this wouldn't, freaking podcast. Wouldn't have any other way. It's so fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let, let, let me just throw something out there really quick. Hug your loved ones. Hug them, love them, kiss them, tell them how much you care about them. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing to have people who love you and who you love back 
in your life. So go ahead and do that. With that said, shoot us a little bit of love through all of our social media sites. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is for you, by you, because of you, and all the other yous you want to throw in there. Uh, we do this for you guys, dude. We have, honestly, like, we have fun doing this podcast, but, I mean, this wouldn't be anything if it weren't for you. Yeah, I'm looking at you, looking good in that blue shirt, in those slacks, rocking those kicks, looking good, dude. Hey, you are a strong, powerful woman. You are smart. You are, you are strong, and I know you're on your way to work right now. Kill it. Go. Hashtag boss babe. You're doing this thing. But with that said, again, ladies and gentlemen, we just want your five-star reviews, dude. We want your five-star reviews. We want you guys to follow us at The Beta Report everywhere. Doesn't even matter where. Twitter, which we don't check. <laughs> and I love mentioning that. Instagram, Facebook. One day. One day. YouTube. Everything. At The Beta Report. Just, just find us, dude. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Hug us. Kiss us. Do all that good stuff. And uh, and all the places where you listen to podcasts as well, Apple Podcasts. Like I said in the beginning of the this podcast in Spanish, but I'll do it in English right now. Spotify, boom, we we're there. Apple Podcasts, boom, we're there too. Google Play, boom, we're there too. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. And anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can leave a five star review. So go ahead and do that today. Leave us a nice little five star review, even if you don't say anything. Which I hope you do, but just go ahead, just like just slide that little thing over, give us the five stars, and just walk away. You know what? Just this, walk away. This just doesn't even, this doesn't even require much of you. Just just push that little look. Look, there's one, two, three, four. Right after four, there's a fifth. There's a fifth one. Push on that little bad bad boy and just walk away. You're you good. I don't even care if you don't listen. Just put it on play and walk away. <laughs> yeah, that too. Just, you know what? That's fine. Analytics is a real thing, dude. Exactly. Just let it go. They let don't know that play. you're not there anymore. Just play yeah, it. Dude, it's, it's all just, good. You know what? If you don't like listening to it, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just push play and then walk away. That's, that's fine. right. We'll take it. That's how we get these sponsorships. That's, by the way, this episode is brought to you by no one. That's right. Because you guys we aren't. We need to change that. <laughs> you guys aren't. Playing the podcast, just let it go. We start blaming everybody now. <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. I we said got, it was for you, we don't got by you, of because you. of you. So all of our mishaps and failings are because of you too. <laughs> just kidding. Nah, I'm just kidding. We love we all love of you. you guys we love so you guys. much. Thank you, thank you guys so much for for listening and being uh, uh, just there for us, and uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate all you guys keeping us and your uh, thoughts and stuff. Uh, for these last couple of weeks, but we're back. Here we are, dude. We're gonna go ahead and and, and talk some some hentified. We're gonna talk about some ghetto stories. Let's we're go. gonna talk about the new Pixar movie came out, coming up. So let's just let's just hit the ground running right now, dude. Let's just do it. Do let's it. Go. Go. Hentified. Mm. Yes or no? No. Okay. I'm just next. Kidding. <laughs> Pixar movie. Yes or no? It's gonna be yes. Yes. All right. Woo! Shortest podcast ever. Bye, everybody. Ghetto stories. They stole my bike. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Till next week, dude. I literally just told. Uh, I'm skipping ahead, but I just told. Uh, our sister Zuli, who is out there in Spain, probably listening right now, getting those analytics up in Europe. That's what's up uh, about one of our one of my ghetto stories. But we'll get we'll get well, to that, dude. We're soon. gonna talk uh, ghetto stories because uh, we're gonna talk first about a new Netflix show. Ghetto? Though I feel like we should do like hood. Let's do hood stories because I feel okay. like Kanye was more hood than ghetto. All right, hood. To be honest with you, it was still ghetto, dude. But hood, it wasn't really ghetto though, dude. It was. It was like it was ghetto in the in the meaning of the word. Which well, you're right. I guess we'll call it more hood. But I mean, come on. Yeah, because there's like it's like the same kind of thing. But I see what you mean. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I feel like like ghetto's like a, like another step over the line. We were like we were living on the line, which is like hood. Hood is like on the line. But once you step over that line, then it gets like ghetto. That's, like ghetto. That's we weren't there yet. That's true. I guess you're right. Because it wasn't you know completely I mean? ghetto. It, it was more, I'm saying. Like, more of a hood lifestyle. Look, yeah, I see what you mean. We can like we ghetto. like occasionally had to like duck for for like to dodge certain things, to dodge some some stray bullets. But it wasn't like an everyday thing. That was like a very like like oh snap. This weekend was like, you know, this weekend was crazy, dude. There was like this and that. But you know, it was like maybe like like once a month, maybe. 
bro, at we were, most. Bro, we were literally on the line. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because we were on Elizabeth, and if you would, Elizabeth Street. Dude, one street over, One street dude. over was yeah, street, dude. 18th Street. It was 18 land, Santa dude. Ana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Ana Street, dude, which dude. was right across. And, and that then, was. And then we shipped all those bad boys out to freaking Colorado, Texas, they're, Idaho. They got all, dude, they got all them 18th Street dudes. I'm cool with that. They're all, they're, they're in Idaho? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, shipped, in Idaho. we shipped them all out. They left California, dude. I don't know about Idaho. Maybe the streets, Texas. The streets got too hot. They're like, nah, dude. We gotta get out of here, dude. Like, gentrification, dude. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 18th Street. We, we moved in. Yeah. We, gen- took them we, out. we gentrified that mess. I mean, they, they all the all the Guatemalans showed up. They went to work at Tierra Mia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all the Tierra Mia started popping Tierra up. Tierra Mia, dude, is like what? Dude? They're like, dang. They're a bunch of homies that work there. These, uh, <laughs> these streets, these streets are too rough for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we gotta get real jobs. What kind of coffee you want, dude? I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got we hey, fool, we got that shy girl special. We put the extra little drips on it. It looked like a teardrop. You know, instead of like the foam design, it's just like one big teardrop. <laughs> oh, three dots. That's all it was. It's a, uh, what do you want? What kind of drink you want? A, 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 a what? Cuete Cappuccino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's like, uh, it's crazy. Have you had t- tiramia? Yeah, I've had it before. They have the like, the horchata. Cappuccino or something like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or frappuccino, whatever. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. bad. They're uh, they had like a hot chocolate there, that was like that yeah. Christina like swears by. Well, it's a uh, isn't it like abuelita's chocolate? Or something? something like that. It's actually, pretty she good. loves it, dude. It's yeah, like it's the only thing she gets like every time we go. It's pretty good. Dang, dude, we bougie, dude. Heck yeah, dude. We <laughs> wait, we wait <laughs> past. We, we're way past these hood stories, dude. Oh, uh, we gotta talk about it. Talking about, we gotta talk about it. Coffee. So let's talk about Hentify, dude. Hentify is a uh, new Latin X dramedy mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix, dude. Did I just say that? I did. On uh, Netflix, it did. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's a um, show based. Well, it's supposed to be based out of Boyle Heights. And dude, it's so good. I, That's like right next door to us, dude. I, I love it, dude. Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. It's a little bit farther than free. Boyle Heights is more. Or at least to me, like Whittier is kind of close to Boyle Heights. Kind of. Geographically speaking, I think, I think you're. Kind of. It's. I think it's still like kind of far from where you guys. We're are. We're all connected, of. dude. By the ten. But it's still, dude. The ten connects us all. It connects. It connects everybody. By the ten, we live. But anyways, dude, it's a it's a it's a comedy. I guess dramedy is what they, they would be the the uh, best way to describe it. There's some drama in it, whatever. But it's dude, it's so good, and I think what makes it so good is Joaquin Casio. Well, one of them is Joaquin Casio. Casio, but I was gonna mention the people who are in He's the what makes it good. in the um, in the show. But I just wanted to really quickly just kind of give you a quick. Um, uh, I guess rundown. It's it's about three cousins. Uh, it's a Mexican Mexican American family. They're three cousins who, uh, along with their grandfather, are trying to run a uh, taqueria, like a little taco shop. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they run through uh, a couple issues. They're not uh, making enough business and stuff like that. One of the cousins is trying to be a chef who came from Idaho. Dude, strange. Idaho, <laughs> which is part where uh, uh, it became real for me, dude. I Jay's, was like, dude, I know, like the, Jay's wife's side of the family lives out in Idaho. The so Idaho migration is real, it's dude. Crazy, dude. it is like it's how I mean, how crazy it is it that he says he's from Idaho, or I mean, that he's coming from Idaho. The, yeah, dude. And it's like you have family out there, dude. It's it crazy. is. Like, I'm telling you, when I heard that one, like when I heard that detail of it. I'm like, dude, this is crazy because it is so true, dude. A lot of us shipped out. I'm not say a lot of us, but like a lot of people from LA shipped out to Idaho for some reason, dude, for a better life. We're out there looking for for a uh, for the new frontier, dude. And um, yeah, it's pretty wild. So it was it was actually pretty interesting that they like put that little detail in there. Crazy, dude. So yeah, it does, the store does uh, the show does star Joaquin Cosio. If you don't know who that is, he is. Uh, the actor that comes out in Narcos Mexico. That's right. Uh, Narcos Mexico. Mexico, dude. Uh, Don Neto. 
Yeah, dude. And uh, dude, his 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 comedic timing is good. Dude, he's that funny, amazing, dude. dude. He's crazy. And what makes it crazy or, or makes it really cool about it is that the show itself is so like authentic, dude. They talk like normal, like um, not only normal Latinos or Mexicans, but it's very uh, uh, authentic the way they uh, come off. What you don't think so? I'm gonna have you pump the brakes on that one really quick, dude. What? Cause I okay, continue with your point. Okay, so that's one of the things I like about the show. They, they the the Spanish is uh, um, it's very authentic, dude. The the slang they use, uh, Joaquin Cosio pretty much all talks in Spanish, mm-hmm. and in amongst his conversations, he'll use English, like sometimes. Yeah. Like, he'll like kind of put put it in there, and then um, just the way everything comes off, it comes off like really really real, like authentic, right? And it's like again from Boyle Heights. So the three cousins. Uh, Let me jump in here really quick. Let me just jump in here really quick before you jump off this point. What? Because to me, what may, because I will give you, I will give you that the Spanish feels very authentic. Like if this show was entirely in Spanish with, uh, with this freaking Cosio dude, like leading the entire charge, I'd be like, yes, I'm all about it because the way that the like the characters that he interacts with when it's it's, it's solely in Spanish, that's real to me. Like they they're just speaking normally. That's just normal, like to me, you know, L.A. Mexican Spanish. Like that is what I grew up, what we grew up with. Like I'm used to hearing that. Even like Uno's dad. Like a lot of that was like I could just picture Uno's dad like having all those conversations with us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's just the way that. I'm used to hearing people speak in Spanish here it's in funny. LA. It's funny, like with Uno's dad, though, we could all talk English and he'll just answer in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. The conversation and then he, will be back in Spanish, but he understands what we're saying. Obviously. Right. And then he'll just like interject, like every once in a while, some like English into his yeah. conversation, and it's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like once the other guys, like the like the the English speaking uh, characters, um, once they come in like that, I feel like they were trying to do too much to like seem like LA authentic. Like I don't know, it just to me their dialogue just didn't feel authentic or natural. To really? Me. I thought it was fine. I thought it was crazy that they didn't try to talk Spanish mm. to make it sound because that's how it is right these days. Most of these kids millennials now and yeah. um, Mexican American millennials or Latinos, they're not always talking Spanish. They'll instead right. talk English. Although so you know it, it follows three cousins, right? Anna, who's an artist, and she happens to be queer, I guess is the correct mm-hmm. way to say it. And then there's, um, uh, what's his other guy, a kid's name? Uh, uh, Chris, who's the guy who wants to be a chef. Uh, so he's the guy from Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> they call that fool a coconut. Yeah. <laughs> he's brown outside, white inside. And so, wait, yeah, something like that, right? Because he acts very, like, non-Mexican, mm-hmm. very... Um, white, I guess. Yeah, is the, the way they they say it. And then there's the other guy. What's the other kid's name? Uh, Chris, uh, Eric. And Eric is like the typical stereotypical guy who looks like he's a cholo. Yeah. Uh, even has the. Uh, it's not even a Raider hat. Have you noticed what his hat says? It does say Raiders, doesn't it? No, it says Raised in Boyle Heights. Oh, really? So they are like Raiders, but it says Raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Boyle way. Heights. <laughs> that's dope. So I thought it was a Raider hat too, but uh-huh. that's how it is. But Dude, that's awesome though because it's like you know it's it's him. But, but another thing that I loved about the show is the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Dude, the guy's like wearing Dodger jerseys or yeah, Dodger yeah, yeah. shirt, and uh, there's like a Laker thing in the background. Right, right. They're all like, dude, it's not forced. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that guy, that Eric, who's supposed to be like the stereotypical cholo, or whatever, he's just a tip. He looks like a typical guy you would see at Boyle Heights, dude. Like. He's not a cholo, but he's like, you know, very like, uh, you know, Boyle Heights type. Like he wears his LA hats. Yeah. Uh, you know, talks like we do sometimes. Yeah. What a fool. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, like, like everything. You like were that, you were talking about aesthetic. That is definitely like an LA, like aesthetic choice that they made to make sure that people understand. Like this is this is set here in LA. Like this is this is like the LA that we know. You know what I mean? Like this is what we what. What we're surrounded by, what we grew up with, um, and I guess like they do do a good chance, a uh, good chance. They do do a good job of portraying that. I just have, for whatever reason, and maybe this is just like 
I don't know. This is just like uh uh like like my own like Latino skepticism or my my inner Latino hatred or something. I don't know what it is, but I'm always like skeptical about like Hispanic shows like this, like where it's like predominantly Hispanic uh, uh, cast, and and uh, when it's like based here in LA, I'm very critical when it comes to like this sort of show, like. Uh, so I think that's why I have kind of a barrier between me and like these characters because I, I want them to to sound more like me or like I don't know if it's just like I want them to just be to have the, co- the type of conversations that like we have and even though it is like it is very similar it's very close to the way that we speak and the conversations that we have there's just like a certain aspect of it that just seems like forced to me for some reason. And I almost feel like every time I see something like this, like, uh, and again, I think that's just like, I, I, I love the city so much and I want to see it portrayed well that I don't want people like, I don't want these, like, like, uh, these type of shows to like exploit that or like try hard to make it seem like, Oh yeah. Like that, that's like an LA thing or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's hard for me to like to really really get into shows like this. It's not like that though. That's why I think I like it cuz I I I call out those shows. Mm-hmm. Um honestly dude, I do look at it and I I'll call out some of these shows where um I'll give you an example. Um the the best example I can think of is uh Queen of the South. Uh-huh. The one with um uh, the actress who's Brazilian, I can't remember her name at the moment, but uh, it, they have a lot of these actors. Like uh, it's it's like comparing that and compared Narcos Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, the season two, for example. Yeah, like Narcos Mexico season two uh, is so good, dude, because the Spanish they use there is so like they're using actual Mexican actors mm-hmm. to be these characters, right? And um, they just they speak so fluently. Uh, I think last week I had said that sometimes I need to look at the subtitles because the slang sometimes they use is like I didn't even I don't what was it again like yeah uh, well I don't even have to put the subtitles they put the subtitles for you there but they'll you know I'm like oh oh yeah that's right but if I they wouldn't put that I would be like wait what did you just what say what the heck yeah yeah because yeah. sometimes the slang is so like regional mm-hmm. right and it's so authentic now Queen of the South when they speak Spanish they'll have a guy who's like you could tell like dude that guy's Puerto Rican right. He's trying to be Mexican, mm-hmm. or that guy's a, a, a totally Brazilian, and he and he yeah, he doesn't even speak like the normal Spanish slang. Right, he's just trying to pass, or or those American actors who are have Hispanic heritage, but you could tell they don't speak Spanish at yeah. all. I mean, that's it, how Mayans was. It was the same thing where you can you can totally tell that they none of those characters really spoke Spanish. And um, and those who did wasn't like it wasn't an appropriate uh, I don't know like uh, dialect I guess for where they were supposed to be um, so it just felt weird like it was at first I was kind of like oh okay I guess that kind of makes sense like because there is like that whole uh, like Mexican American thing where you know the like a lot of Mexican Americans here don't really speak Spanish all that well but it's so like. It's so intermingled in our everyday like lexicon or whatever. Like the way that we speak is just, uh, you know, it's it's Spanglish is like a real thing, dude. Like we just jump, we code break back and forth. We just are constantly like going. That's the way our brains work. Uh, so like I kind of appreciated it a little bit there, but um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up because that was the show that I remember now that. Uh, was the one that was like the biggest culprit, dude. They were trying to use like they're trying to speak Spanish, and it was like freaking horrible. Dude. Yeah, it was like oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is there is like I said, like I try to give a little bit of leeway at first. I was like, oh okay, I kind of get it. Maybe that's a choice that they're trying to make, uh, like pochos or whatever that they call them, where it's like these Mexican people or like Hispanic Latino people who are obviously of like Latin American heritage um but don't speak any spanish or whatever like completely americanized or whatever the case might be um uh so i was like okay maybe they're they're going that route but after a while i was just kind of like oh that's just not that's not okay yeah it's just it's just it's pretty terrible i mean some of the um the uh 
I guess trying to pass as Mexican or whatever was really bad. So that's or Hispanic or whatever. But in this dude, in in Hentified man, it, it, I think it's just uh, they they really they really try with the authenticity, you know, with them talking, the way they talk to each other, mm. the slang they use, the um, and then the whole some of the situations they find themselves in too, because the show itself is 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 about um, not only the uh, you know life in L.A. and and the you know kind of um, family tension and and the, the kid from Idaho coming and trying to fit in to you know f- with with the rest of the family, but it's about obviously from the title you get it from Hentified is about the issue of gentrification. And we were talking a little bit about this too, where, and and I didn't, I guess I don't see the impact of gentrification as much because I just I guess I don't notice it. I might be mm-hmm. a little bit naive to it, um, but I know that uh, it was it's been a big issue. It's been something that people have been talking have been talking about, and it's been sort of a social issue that some people are battling against too, or or at least it is an issue in in some areas. And I just I'm, I guess I'm just so oblivious to it. I, I don't I don't notice it. Um, but just to, just for the ones, because I was one of those or who are uh, not familiar with gentrification, I want to read something really quick. It's, gentrification is defined by Merriam-Webster as the process of repairing and rebuilding homes and businesses in a deteriorating, deteriorating area such as an urban neighborhood accompanied by an influx of middle class or affluent people, and that often results in the displacement of earlier, usually poorer residents. So that's sort of the, the well, that's what gentrification is, mm-hmm. and that's sort of a, a sort of an ongoing issue uh, that is being dealt with along the whole series. Yeah, about people coming into Boyle Heights and sort of gentrifying uh, either a little liquor store with a mural outside, and the guy who's exploiting Anna the artist for his own, you know profit or goes you know mm-hmm. and then to the taco place and this is where i was kind of like torn about is it really because it felt like too much like that was the only issue i had it was like throwing gentrification into your face like mm-hmm. no no don't you know gentrifying is happening in your neighborhood and don't allow it and yeah. don't sell out um i think it's a little hard for us in la because it like and i'm not talking about la proper on it's like this is more like la um you know, just kind of like as like the royal L.A. where it's just kind of like L.A. County kind of sprawls out. It's so massive. It's so big that I think um, we're we're all just so spread out that it's not as concentrated. Like it's not as obvious as it would be. Like I was talking to you earlier, um, you know, when they talk about justification now, you know, the, one of the big cities that they always bring up is like in New York and like Brooklyn or whatever. Um you know, like that whole area there, you know, with the Barclays Center and just like um, a lot of like new businesses coming through, you know, they always say it's like a hotbed for like gentrification. You have all these like new, as I said in the in, the, in that uh, definition, like, you know, just a different class of people, like middle class, affluent, uh, um, you know, like this big wave of, of, of people just started moving in there and like it kind of forces people out, you know, just because property value starts going up and like there's all these new like businesses coming through so again i think for us it's a little bit harder because we're we're not completely like immersed in that sort of thing um where it's like uh um you know in in a neighborhood like this like boyle heights maybe they like feel it more because there might be uh, i think like the demographics there might be a little bit more on you know the the like latino side or whatever where like here it's a little bit more different. We were actually just talking about that with uh, with Christina the other day where it's like, you know, it's like all these like little pockets of like, you know, these, these um, you know, there's like a community, like a lot of different like little communities that uh, kind of populate these, all these like areas here. And I think um, in areas like, like that, like Boyle Heights, Highland Park, um, you know, like all that so it's like predominantly Hispanic or Latino I think they maybe feel it more or even like, you know, we were talking about earlier too, like Bell and like certain parts of like Cudahy now where it's like you walk by, you drive by and yeah, they have like their own 
like a new brewery that just opened up or you have like i said like the gentrification starter kit where it's like uh starbucks chipotle and like panda express and now you have like one of those like on pretty much every other like corner um so all that stuff is happening i think but i think we're just kind of we're so used to seeing it around us here locally that it's just kind of like oh that's cool like they're just getting new places new like you know not like new businesses but it's like you know it, it's kind of taking away like a, these younger kids who probably won't go like to like a mom and pop shop will now want to go to like chipotle like that's what we want to do well or, so you since you bring that up like that whole uh and i see that i guess but i i, I never really experienced it or i don't see it um uh, or and I guess it doesn't affect me that way, which mm-hmm. does, I'm not saying we shouldn't worry about it, but I just couldn't see it. Like yeah. I was like, "What's the whole gentrification thing? I don't does I? It's not around me, you know." Yeah, and it probably was, and I just not really seeing it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, and, and yeah, that's true. I guess there are people who come in and and you know they get moved out, and and some other people move in. But some other thing that, for example, in this show where, um, you know, the one of the main storylines is Mama Fina's. Uh, Mama Finas this is what it's called. It's yeah. a taco shop, a little taco place, and they're struggling. They're struggling to make ends meet, and they have an idea of doing a food tour uh, of having like these millennials come in and try their food, and your foodies or mm-hmm. Yelpers probably, you know, or put it on in- their Instagram or yeah. whatever. And um, and uh, so one of the one of the characters in the story or in the show, they're totally against it. They're like. You know, why are you letting outsiders come in? They're going to push us out. And so, you know, and we're selling out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I, I don't see. I didn't agree with that. I just felt like that was being pushed, like, really, like, no, don't sell out. Do this yeah. and that. But, I mean, they're struggling. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. And if if they wanted to help out with the community, why isn't the community not buying tacos from that place? Then? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, Well, it's like I know, like, in that first episode – you know, there's that guy who's like, oh, you know, I want a burrito. And it's like, you know, you have to pay. It's like five fifty now. I was like, five fifty for a burrito? Like, what the heck? It's, and, you know, he's kind of and like expecting them, almost like obligating the place to give five, just give it to him. Five fifty for a burrito is not bad. Yeah, I know, dude, right? Um, you know, taconazo, they're like eight bucks yeah. now, dude. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I, I, I feel like that's kind of true, like to a certain degree, like, uh, especially with with uh, you know certain like mom and pop shop type things like that when you're when you're kind of a regular and you're there you at, at I think to a certain degree at a certain point like you kind of expect just to be like given things and it's like no you know like if you're here to support you have to support too you can't just like expect this stuff to just kind of to just be given to you right yeah. and it just because it's like oh hermano like you know you know, you know who I am, like, you know, like, just, just hook me up or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you try to, you try to exploit that and play into that. So it's kind of like a give and take, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if you're Guys. trying to just like, if you're trying to just, uh, um, appeal to, you know, the people who are already in your community and that like, sometimes they, they get a little entitled and they're like, oh, we've been here since the start. So we should be a part of this too. We don't have to pay or we don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. Um, but you gotta survive. But then on the flip side, yeah, you have to survive, and you have to like, um, you have to go out there and like, and make money. It's like make a, money or something. Yeah, and so I, that was kind of struggling with that, and because that's like one of the things on the show, and they're really like, no, you can't do it this way, and really like they're you know they're, they're kind of fighting against them, and I'm like, well, what do you expect them to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's kind of unfair to say don't do this, but you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to go out of business then? I mean, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was uh, kind of an interesting take on that. But I, the, I, the show is worth watching for those, uh, you know, for our listeners who are Hispanic, you guys will enjoy it. I think you'll you'll identify with it, whether it be uh, Eric or the Chris, the coconut mm-hmm. or Anna the artist or even Pops or some of the other characters. A lot of little characters in there that have their own little things dude and, and um, it's actually really really cool. Yeah, uh, Something for everybody I think and it was, it, it was it's very entertaining. It's funny. It's pretty funny. I'm going to try and see if I can play a, let's see if it works here. 
play that my favorite line in the whole series. She can go back to San Francisco. Has probado los tacos de barbacoa ya? Son de barbacaca. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> Gold, dude. He patted himself on the back so much for that line, dude. Son de barbacaca. Son de barbacaca. Dude, I love it. That's you know, the best, dude. But another thing, you know, um, uh, we we live in an age now where representation of colored folk is a real thing. Like we're getting a lot more, and and it's an, it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing that now we have shows like this, we have shows like On My Block or or even like Narcos Mexico too. Like, um, I uh, I'm glad that we're in a time now where we have uh, a lot of shows that are really representing us. And by us, I mean, like, us, like, L.A. natives, like, our culture. And, and even though I'm, like, I'm still skeptical and I'm always, like, I'm kind of side-eyeing all of these shows. Even though I love all my block, but there's certain things in that one, too, where I'm just kind of, like, all right, you're kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, so but think- I'm glad, though, that there, that these shows exist, though. And that, like, you know, it's just kind of, like, a concerted effort to put that into, like, into the limelight now. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I- because our... Culture here, and this is why I love LA so much, is that like there's there there's so many stories here, and like our stories, I feel like are worth telling, and and I'm glad that they're that they are, you know, because a lot of these we can relate to, like these are all like real things that we're all kind of that we all grew up with, that like um, that we all love, and and it's just cool to actually see them like on screen now, which is so awesome. like on my block to me is like a little bit of the over the top side, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah yeah okay it, it brings a lot of our kind of I don't know like our childhood a little bit yeah. where it's like it's more of on the fun side but I feel like uh and a little bit over the top right and I feel like gentrified is a bit closer and more um uh, not only authentic but more a bit more genuine when it comes to life depicted in LA yeah like I think like for example on my block is more of a like uh we'll show you what LA is and I'm more like general yeah kind of feel yeah it's very and also too though like in in its defense i feel like it's um it's a little more fantastical it's kind of like la go. it's like la meets the goonies you know what i mean where it's like the you know that adventure that those kids had isn't really real like you know yeah. like kids weren't really gonna go like solve freaking pirate mysteries and all that crap and it's like all my block is kind of the same way where it's just kind of la is the backdrop to these like fantastical stories kind of going on even, around them. Do they even tell you where there are in on my block? Like what no, city? No. No. That's I, what I mean. It's like more in Well, actually I think they do. I think they do, but I don't think it's it's not a real city. They, I don't they mention think. cities, like real ones, but the ones where they're at, yeah. They don't really say like where they live in. I feel like they do though. Do they? I, I don't remember. So. I, I don't think it's like, That's what I'm saying. I think where they are, I think and I might be wrong, and and we might get like bashed by all these people, but um, I feel like their city might be fictional, but yeah, it might be like nestled between these other real cities. That's what I mean. Yeah, like they mention real ones, but the one they're in, I'm not sure if they, if they, if if they do mention it, it doesn't seem like a real place. But, right. Uh, and that's the difference between Hentified, where they're talking about actually Boyle like Heights. real places. Yeah. Yeah, like actual. This is Boyle Heights, you mm. know, and and. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about these sort of like when they were walking up uh, to the to Mama Fina's the restaurant. I was just kind of looking at the at the signs, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, that's dope!" Like just kind of picking up on all these like little like landmarks and stuff. It's like, dude, that's a real place. Like this is oh shoot, I think I kind of know where that's at, or you know, all these. Oh, like it's it's just like really fun to be yeah. like grounded in that way that they're not trying to like you know just trying to make like a fictional. Like this is LA, but it's not really LA. Like no, this is like they're actually in LA, which is pretty dope. So, if people want to get a slice of our of our upbringing and what it is, you know, for the Beta Bros on a daily basis, check out this show. Check it's out Hentified, dude. Check check it out. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of like, you know what? Why don't we give our own little hood story? Could be one or two or something to kind of share. Uh, what life was for us as well too so i don't know if you have one if you want to just quickly just say Dude, something. i got one on lock because Go like i it. said we, i literally just talked to 
uh, Zuli about this. So it was Hazel's birthday a couple of days ago, and we bought her a bike. And you know, like any normal person, we went to freaking Walmart, and we like we she picked out her bike. She you know she got on it. She was riding a little bit. And I was talking to my sister about it, and and she was like, "Oh, dude, that's awesome! You got her first bike." And I was like, "Yeah, dude. Do you remember how I got my first bike? As in me?" Um, she was like, "No." I was like, "Dude, my dad literally, like, was on the street, and he saw this like man just like, uh, just on on a bike, um, just riding in front of our street, and I just see him like flag him down, and and I'm just kind of like, what the heck? Then all of a sudden, like, I see my dad like coming back and he's like hey i bought you a bike and he just like gives it to me and i'm like what the heck like wasn't that guy just riding it right now and it was like yeah yeah but uh he said he found it uh like down the street somewhere over there and uh he, he wasn't gonna keep it so he sold it to me for 15 bucks so it's like you have a bike now and i was like all right cool or whatever and then like come to find out like a couple of days later there's like another kid like knocking on our door it's like oh you know you stole my red bike that's my red bike and i was like oh shoot like that guy straight up just like stole the bike sold it to my dad and now i gotta like try to tell this kid like no my dad bought it at target or something or like it was like pick and save back in the day or whatever um so I thought that was pretty. That was pretty dope. This was like my first bike. Your first bike from the hood was like a jack bike. It was probably from, from some someone's other kids. like some freaking jumped over some fences, jacked the kid's bike, and sold it for fifteen bucks. That's hilarious, dude. That's what's up. <laughs> well, my story has to do with a bike too, dude. Oh snap! So I don't know what was up with this bike, dude, because everybody wanted this bike, and my dad didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but was my dad was not buying us bikes, buy dude. bikes, dude. <laughs> now that I think about it, dude, he didn't, he didn't buy any of us bikes. He got it from <laughs> someone else, dude. Yeah. So, so, so uh, when our dad uh, was uh, working um, at one of his places called uh, FMC, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that place? Or do you ever remember hearing about when he used to work at this? Um, I forgot what he did there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he had a friend who was a white guy. And dude, for years, dude, I used to say Cal. Thought his name was Cal. It was Cal. Oh, Cal. Yeah. Nice. But it was Cal or something. Like that. <laughs> but he was a friend of, of the family, though. He would. He. I still remember that he would like give us, you know, give Sully and I gifts and stuff, or whatever. And and uh, I remember it was him who 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 got us a bike. He gave me a bike, dude. Uh, and he got this bike, dude. And I still remember it was a, it was it was kind of big and obviously I'm not a tall dude so mm-hmm. I was a little kid this thing was huge dude <laughs> I look at it today dude and 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 if I look back on it I seem to it looked like those bikes you know those old timey bikes the one with the big yeah with the bigger yeah 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 uh, the big wheel in the front like, like bicentennial bikes or <laughs> it's whatever like it's called I think I pictured it that <laughs> way dude it was like that big yes. so I had this bike dude that looked awesome right and. Uh, I remember having this bike, and uh, speaking of uh, speaking of gentrification, dude, I was I was riding the bike at what used to be called Elizabeth Street School. Yeah, but when you went to that school, that elementary, ELC, El- dude, El- Elizabeth Learning Center. That's right. right. They're trying to gentrify that school. <laughs> Anyways, I was there, and some kids wanted to ha- get my bike, dude. Like, should I just jack you? Like, jack my bike, dude. And I was like, heck no, dude. That's this. I love this bike, dude. Even, <laughs> though, like, even though I can't ride it. Even though it was three times my size, dude. I had a run. I literally had a run, like, get a head start and put to one jump foot on it? pedal so I could jump on it. Yes. Like, like, just run and then jump on the seat, dude. Uh-huh. And then that's how I would be able to go. Or else if I try to stand on it, I'd like tip over. That's awesome. Like it totally fall over. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know why it was, I think because they were telling us we couldn't ride our bikes in the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So I was like, you know, I was walking with the bike. So fool wanted to take my bike. And this, this, it was two kids, dude. And I just remember they were trying to take my bike away and I wouldn't do the, I like, would not <laughs> let it go, dude. <laughs> I think I was so small, they pro- practically could have just been riding it and I would still be hanging on to it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I got hit in the in my on my shoulder and they think they should punch you? Well, they didn't just punch me. I didn't know this until I felt it you know but You got was, shanked? I got shanked with a pencil, fool. What I got stabbed with I a I don't remember pencil. that mess, dude. 
Yep, dude. Oh shoot! I got stabbed with a pencil <laughs> in my in my shoulder. Oh, dude! And I was like, whatever. I didn't know it was that, right? Yeah. I was like, whatever. They just hit me hard and it hurt, dude. And it was like, it's like it burning. And I saw the pencil in his hand, but I I didn't register. Yeah. Because I I wasn't walking with a pencil in my back or something like oh, that. Oh, dude, that it was even better. I just felt it like hit in my and and so when I got <laughs> oh, when I got God. home, I said to my mom, they're trying to steal my bike, and I said. You know, my shoulder hurts. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at it and she's like, it's all bleeding. She's like, ¿Qué pasa? I'm like, what, what? And I see blood and I'm like, oh my God, dude. I started crying, dude. I was screaming. Oh, shoot. I was like, ah! She like, <laughs> screaming like, what happened? I'm going to die. What's in my... You know? <laughs> and it's uh, like the lead was still in there, dude. Oh, damn, yeah, dude. So you had a lead poisoning. She had to take it out, dude. Oh, shoot. So so that was... Uh, that was... I Dude, I... I uh, Laid my life on the line for that for bike. That bike, dude. This is the second our, story. Some of our that. freaking bikes, man. For second real. story to that, dude. This other kid who saw my bike. I was in front of the house, in front of uh, in the driveway. Mm-hmm. I was with my bike. I don't know if I was just cool, just standing there because I wasn't riding it. It's <laughs> just like yeah, standing. What's up, dude? What's up, what's up, like, and this kid came by. I remember him, dude. I don't remember. I, I can't remember his name. I think it was like Johnny or something mm-hmm. like that. And this fool was like, he's a fat kid, dude. He was like Andy Milanakis. Yeah. But I don't know why. I'm not sure if I'm making this up in my mind, if this is how I remember it. It really happened, dude. But this guy had a white T-shirt, a black vest, uh-huh. and he had gloves like the like fingerless gloves, yeah. the black ones. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's how he was dressed. That's awesome. He looked like he was in the... Michael Jackson bad video. He was... Like uh, one of those... Uh, he was part of... Uh, um, what was what was the freaking uh the Step Brothers uh whatever worldwide what is it called oh uh yeah uh what was it worldwide Prestige worldwide uh, Prestige worldwide dude yeah, yeah. I don't know why I just like picture him looking like freaking uh bro just imagine a fat kid a white t shirt with a black like like a, a vest yeah I'm thinking I don't think it was a leather vest but it was a, just a vest uh-huh. and like <laughs> black gloves fingerless gloves dude. So that fool wanted to take my bike too, dude. What the heck? Did he try to like jump over the fence or what? I wasn't over the fence, dude. It was just in front of the house, so he was oh, walking okay. by the driveway. Dude, he punched me in the nuts, dude. Oh shoot! What the heck? <laughs> to take the bike? Yes, but you know what happened? Oh, I dang. fell on top of the bike, so he couldn't take it. <laughs> but I was still hanging on to. You're it. like over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Even the nuts, and I fell forward, but on the bike. Uh-huh. But I wasn't letting go of the bike. And the guy was trying to take the bike. Oh, dude, that's and then I guess people from the neighborhood from right there came out and he took off. Was it freaking uh, Don Jose looking all red? Dude, with the red cheeks? With the red cheeks he all the like time? A, he looked like a Mexican Santa Claus <laughs> yeah, without dude. the beard. Looking all pissed all the time? Dude, uh, that fool was just, like scream for everything. Beady. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. The, or Don Jose was at his, yeah, what call him. Anyways. Dude, let's tell this one in tandem, dude. When uh, my mom freaking. Uh, reported the drug bust that happened right next to our house. Oh dude. my god! <laughs> she dude. busted out the freaking the she shoulder a, camera. She knocked him out. Dude. I know, dude. That was was crazy. she the one that called though? No, nah, I don't think she was. No, she wasn't the one that called. She just she. You don't want to put that out there, dude. No, it's like my mom did not call. She did not call. <laughs> no, what she did was. Oh my god, dude! I still remember that, dude. No, she like like no joke. She freaking Telemundo that mess and was reporting the entire time. Freaking hidden exclusive. She was those, like she was putting like the camera through the blinds, so it was like you just see like the big old lens just kind of <laughs> focusing like back and forth, and you just see like the SWAT team just like storming the dude. And those are like we, tiny. We, can't dude. believe we had the shoulder cameras, dude. Yeah, dude. She had the camera, the ones, the big ones, the ones that that take the whole VHS tape inside it, dude. Yeah, dude. And boom, just like she was carrying, she was like filming the whole thing when the cops showed up and it's because that neighbor dude had a whole like mm-hmm. like a little little plantation that, of weed yeah, in the dude. Back, dude but honestly I don't even think it was just weed dude like I feel like there was there was more stuff going but it on was, definitely it was weed because you weed, could yeah, see it from had, our house yeah you could see it from our backyard if you would look over to the side you'd see all that dude had all that hydroponic stuff going <laughs> yes, in, in, in his in his little uh, it was like a like a weird little setup too in the back where it was it was like a little alleyway, yeah, but it yeah. was kind of their like their backyard area, I guess, or something. I don't know what that little section there was. Dude. But I always remember like after that, like those apartments were always 
And they were literally right next door. Like we like yep. shared a like a fence with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always such a like a freaking mystery, dude. Like, oh, you go up those like single steps, dude. Like that, you know, one way up, one way down, and you're just like, oh, dude, what's up? Though? What's up there, dude? I know. Freaking, like it was apartments pretty, is crazy. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was amazing, dude. But yeah, dude, we have hood stories. Hood stories for sure. But that's it for now. Yeah. You have to make a whole episode of just hood of stories. Just hood stories, dude. Just hood stories, dude. All right, let's do, uh, do uh, well, yeah, let's do a uh, go, no go. Let's do it. Should I go or should I no go? Should I go or should I no go? If I watch it, will I love it? If I watch it, will I hate it? You gotta let me know. Should I go or should I no go? Legendary. Should we remix it, dude? No. <laughs> okay. As long as we I don't mean, get maybe. A, as long as we don't get a cease and desist, we're good. From who? Nobody cares about that, dude. From uh we did it better? Yeah, exactly right. Forget you, freaking rock. The because of all sponsorships we're getting, because we're making money off it. That's oh, wait. right. Oh wait. That is right. Till that day comes, screw all of you. We're gonna put, we're gonna we're gonna put use, any song we want. We're gonna, we're gonna use all the songs. There it is. That's it. All right, for this week's Go No Go, dude. Okay, we gotta talk about this. March sixth, we have a new Pixar movie coming out. Amazing. Onward. Put it in O for Onward. That's probably like my favorite line on the whole trailer. I love that. <laughs> Wait, what? Did say? He's like, put it in O for Onward. Oh, and he's like moves the. The thing on Guinevere. I love that his van is called Guinevere. Guinevere. Uh, yeah, so it's Onward. It's a totally different kind of uh, Pixar movie simply because the, the I guess, the characters, it's all very fantasy-like. Mm-hmm. Very, like, if you like RPGs, you're going to definitely love this. Yeah. If you like Dungeons & Dragons, you're going to like this movie. So it's it's uh, it stars Chris Pratt and Tom Holland uh, and various other actors, of course. Yep. And... Bro, this one's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, already, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but already, you go into a Pixar movie knowing... And and not tough about whether it's good or not. Tough because of... Right, right, right. Pixar knows how to pull the heartstrings. Exactly. And this one's a bit more closer to home to you, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I was saying, like intrinsically in Pixar's DNA is already somehow, some way computed within everyone to emotionally invest in any Pixar movie. It doesn't even matter what it is. It was freaking Cars 2. And somewhere in there, you're kind of like, you know, your heart was already getting its its strings pulled by Mater somewhere or another. But, you know, Pixar just has this way of, of just hitting all the right emotional notes usually in their movies. And yeah, it's like one of the things that we were talking about before was, you know, this one is going to be, we're definitely watching this one. And, and mainly for the fact that it has to do with these kids, you know, just kind of seeing their dad for one more time. And, um, I know you kind of mentioned it before when I was like, uh, kind of off the the podcast for a little bit my wife uh lost her her dad so my my father-in-law um just recently too so um so she's very like highly motivated to watch this movie she like really wants to watch it uh because i'm surprised because yeah which which is surprising to me too because i'm like dude you know you're gonna get wrecked right like this is gonna be (laughs) it's it's going to be hard for you to watch this but i think uh i think we all kind of, and this speaks volumes to what Pixar is capable of doing. Like, I think uh, she, as well as I know, that Pixar is going to treat this material with uh, a lot of heart, a lot of reverence even. Um, I know they're not just going to be like willy-nilly like, oh, you know, they lost their father and it's just going to be like, you know, poking fun at the fact that, like, they could bring him back. We know that there's going to be, like, some emotional heft and some weight to it. The, the, I don't know which one the right one is, but the ethos or the pathos is going to be uh, uh, just immense. And it's, it, I know it's going to be 
crazy for us to go like sit through this entire thing and and yeah i don't know how you're gonna make it yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy but you used the perfect word i think that's a perfect description she's gonna get wrecked yeah dude <laughs> like seriously yeah but i but again like i was saying i think that uh um and this this kind of goes with the with my choice of go obviously like uh go watch this movie because Pixar, I think, always treats its films with, like, like it's it's never it's never done in in a um, uh, how can I say this? Like, they they always treat their uh their payoffs, their emotional payoffs, uh, with like with the right amount of respect. I guess like mm-hmm. they don't really do things like like for like cheap thrills or whatever like they don't like do like the like the cheap payoffs and just kind of like pull out your heartstrings for absolutely no reason like there's always like the story kind of like builds and builds and builds and builds to this like one climactic emotional moment and i feel like that's what i'm going in there most like anticipating uh not that this movie is going to give me closure in any way of like having lost my father-in-law but i feel like it's just going to um, I don't know. It's just it's it, like I, I'm just trusting in Pixar's ability to like make it easier <laughs> in some way. You know, yeah. like as crazy as that might sound, and it's gonna be hard to watch, but I think at the same time it's just gonna be like you know I'm going to go in there knowing that I'm going to learn something and possibly like be able to you know apply whatever is is taught through this movie and just kind of like apply it to my life you know which might seem strange because it's like a a kid movie but like i said like pixar kind of has like that equity already like that that um that um um yeah just kind of like that the that equity in us as viewers to know that like oh they're gonna treat this right and they're gonna do it right and it's gonna be amazing and that's the reason i picked it one to put it on go no go because I've heard from a couple people already. They're like, I don't know about this Pixar movie. I don't know if I'm going to go. Because it's, it's different than mm-hmm. most of their stuff, right? And most of their stuff is hasn't been so much uh, from a world where there isn't like humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for, except for WALL-E, most of it is based on stories that you can kind of relate to. That th- Even in Toy Story, there are humans there, mm-hmm. right? That 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 are part of the story, but um, well, I mean, Cars, like I said, Cars is Pixar, right? It's not Disney. Uh, uh yeah, it's Pixar. Mm-hmm. Pixar, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, but but for the for the most part, most of it is is you know, uh, but see, Cars are stuff you see every day. We see Cars, yeah. But in this this there's like unicorns, right? There's right. fairies. Uh, they 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 I don't know what they're like trolls or something. I don't know what they are. The main characters. I don't know what yeah, they are or uh, elves maybe elves guess? maybe, maybe? I would yeah think. something like that. So it's a little bit different, I think. And some I've heard some some people are like, "Well, I don't know. This Pixar movie looks like uh, like visually different, you mm-hmm. know, in in that aspect." But I think because it's being next uh, Pixar, you said it. They they've already, they they have equity already, right? They're yeah. like you can count on them to give you a story that has heart in it, and I think. Uh, it shouldn't be put aside because of what it looks like because of you know because of how um you know visually it looks but pixar has always said that they do story first they write a story first story is not good enough they won't make the movie mm-hmm. and so i think the one thing that i think that you really hit it right on is that be, most of these stories come from personal stories and in fact the director does have a story about loss and so they're gonna treat that story not only with respect but some um uh what's the word that you used um not okay. just respect but uh um hey my goodness I, I lost the word you said it but you, you know what i mean it's like they're gonna they're, there's gonna be some um uh way that they're going to give this story some some uh respect some um my goodness dude i'm like totally lost there was a word that you had said 
and I can't remember what it I was. I can't honestly remember what. Yeah, but I, I, they're they're gonna do it justice, you know. Mm. And so, either way, man, they're gonna really hit those those right notes. Yeah. And I I've seen some early reviews. Most of them are positive for the most part. Yeah. I think it's like at eighty seven right now on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's 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 definitely gonna be a good movie. That's one of those things too. Um, you know, because they hear and and sing uh, Pixar's praises all day, but. Like, they've kind of earned that already. It's kind of like the Marvel effect where it's like, even at their worst, they're still good. So, like, this this movie may not be, like, one of the greats. Like, might may not be, like, in the, the Toy Story category. Uh, but even still, uh, everyone, I think, is going to go in there and at least be satisfied with what they got. And I think, like, usually Pixar is a pretty safe bet of, like, being able to deliver on, like you said, a lot of it's, like, very story-driven um actually not even a lot of it all of it is very story driven you know like um uh like the good dinosaur and it was like one not one of my favorite movies like i don't really like it i don't really like that movie that much but you can still just kind of sit back and that's another one that like deals with like loss and stuff where you can mm-hmm. just kind of sit back and be like oh yeah like that it, it hits different now i think when when you kind of go through something like that and like you experience what that is is you can kind of see that like in a different frame now. So like to me, I was like, oh, okay, like I I get it now. Like there's certain things in that where I like, oh, okay, I understand that. Um, and it kind of like, as the kids say, it slaps differently. Um, so so yeah, it's like again, uh, I think you can rest is that, assured. Is that the thing they say now? It slaps. It slaps. Yeah. It slaps. Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah, man. Is that as you making something up? Like no, that? I promise. That's what them. That's what them kids say nowadays. I'm gonna start it just saying, hits different. It slaps different. It slaps though. I heard it hits different, but slaps. Yeah, dude, it slaps. I'm gonna say it bangs different. Dude. <laughs> Is that gonna work? Uh, if no, I say I it, probably not. No, if I say it bangs, it different. bangs different, dude. They're gonna be like, "How, dude?" It just bangs. <laughs> it bangs. Dude. But long story short, go watch this. One. Go it's watch it, guys. So hey, look, we we won't have an actual pick of the week because we just gave it to you, mm-hmm. hentified. That's our pick, dude. And onward too. And then our go no go is is onward. So go watch that mess, dude. That's right. Or wait till Tuesday. Hey, I'm just saying. That's what we do. Just saying. That's how we do. Save some dollars. That's right. Save some dollars. It's expensive out here, dude. Like all our theaters getting gentrified, getting freaking recliner seats. I know that's true, dude. It is true. It is, dude. They're they're uh, they don't have any more of those theaters, dude. That was like stadium seating. Yeah, Long is Beach it, does it. Is it called stadium seating? Like all in one floor? Mm-hmm. Long Beach has a theater like that? Yeah. I haven't seen any theaters like that, dude. Yeah. Uh, don't they have that at uh, the Long Beach Town Center? The st- the, no, but I'm talking about there's no steps. It's one. Oh, I see what you're saying. When it's just kind of like a like a, like a steep slope. incline. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably not, dude. La Pacific, probably, if you go down there. You might see a theater like that, And you watch that, that uh and you watch that double feature, maybe. You know what it makes me think of, dude, is uh, The Last Dragon. When they're watching that Bruce Lee movie, they're in a theater like that. Oh, really? Where it's just like, you know, there's a balcony, but not kind of the balcony. They, the whole theater is like, you know, yeah, sort of yeah, like yeah. slanted kind of way, you mm-hmm. know? They don't make theaters like that anymore, dude. Uh, yeah, they used to have one like that. Oh, dude, we're getting off topic here, dude. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, anyways, we're just uh, thinking about old stuff, old, uh, stuff like that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, guys, yeah. look, go check it out. Hentified on Netflix. It's there. Check it out. Tell us what you guys think if you guys watch it. And then Onward in theaters this Friday, March 6th. Onward by Pixar. Go check it out, guys. We are out. That's it for us today. Join us next week. We'll have a whole new episode next week. I don't know what we'll talk about next week. It's too early to tell. Too early to tell. But you got to be ready. Got to be ready. Either way, it's going to be great. There'll always be be something good. Fantastic. Exactly. It's going to be our. our, It's going to be our review on uh, Onward, dude. Whether it was good or not. (laughs) Whether I survived. Whether you survived. You know what? You should tell us how it went. See if you survived it. Well, yeah. intact. If I'm here next week, then I did. We'll if I'm not, then <laughs> you won't know why. Then you'll know why exactly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, just like Jay said at the top of the episode, go hit us up at our social media sites at the Beta Report. Tell your friends. Help us grow. Help us hit those charts. The number one million six hundred and twenty-seven thousandth 
place in the Spotify charts. No, pero diles, diles bien. Así, güey. Que, ten, que tenemos que... Nos, nos tiene que oír este podcast, pero ahorita en cualquier manera que puedan, porque está, mira, riquísimo. No como barbacaca, pero como barbacoa. Barbacoa, buenos hechos como los carnitas el momo. Carnitas el momo, dude. This episode is not brought to you by Carnitas el momo. No, but if you guys want to sponsor us, give us some tacos. That's right. We get, we'll get paid in tacos. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Until next week, this is the con. This is Jay. And this is the beta report. Later. Bye.